Hello. Hiya. <laughs> Welcome to Thursday. Welcome to Product Sense, the show where we talk about our favorite eco-friendly tech products shared on Steam Hunt, a blockchain version of Product Hunt. I'm Dalio, and I'm Team Humble, and we're glad you're here. Oh, very professional, very professional though. Very sharp, very sharp. Just throw it in there. Like I need to get rid of my. I need to always use my silent mouse when we do podcasts because I can hear the damn click. The click. click. It's like a jailer's lock. Click. It's like I'm starting the sample now. Click. Mm. How you doing, you? I'm not too bad. I'm a little bit overwhelmed. It's uh, 6 p.m. at night. I've got to do a uh, moderation co-host seating thing in two hours. I'd like to take an hour out yeah, uh, and rest, but uh, these normally take about 30, 40 minutes, sometimes on to an hour. So I feel like I feel like it's a bit of a chore today, and I'm sure lots of people who do podcasts and video and stuff, even though they love it and they love talking about the particular topic and just spending time in a browser or a chat server with the person on the opposite end, sometimes it can just feel like into one hour, into another hour. And I've had definitely one of those kind of days today. Not a yeah. bad day, not a sad day, not a down day or anything like that. Just a very, very um, heavy media day. I think I think when you're doing everything, well, not everything, but I think once you're doing like uh, the logistics side of it, the editing, like coming up with um, wanting to have a topic, then uploading it and everything. I think people who do media all day long, and obviously I'm going to use the default here of Gary V. Um, when you got somebody like Gary V, he's always on the go. He can do a lot of it on his phone, but he's he has a team of like. I don't sure. know, 20 or 30 people like who are taking his stuff throughout a day, condensing it down to like bullet points and then like building strategies around it. Right. Um, it can be a lot. I'd like that life. Don't get me wrong. I'd like that kind of like bang into one thing, into another, into another, into another. But um, I, I do like the cold face stuff. I don't know why there's something very pleasing about, um, even though we all globally complain about work, there is something f- uh, fulfilling about getting it done. I think that's one of the things that, I do think about actually going on to the environmental stuff because this is product sense. Um, I do think about the things that I would do if I had all those environmental things like a greenhouse and all that. I know I would end up swapping one kind of work for another kind of work, the main, you know, like from one kind of maintenance to a different kind of maintenance. Right. Right. It still uses the same parts of your brain, like the logistics side, but it may have to do with more, about how much water and sunlight your plants are getting, you know, instead of have I messaged this client back or I don't know. I think our brains are really good at taking over the things, those things and just switching and being like, oh, okay. It's all the same to your brain, you know, <laughs> still calculations. There'll be a big <laughs> payoff. I think that, I think there would be a big payoff with doing the, like the greenhouse and growing stuff because instead of just handing something virtually over to a client saying, there you go, it's done. Like, physically growing something and then eating it and being yeah. like oh shit you know like i grew that thing yeah um, that's, all, that's as full circle as you can get i mean yeah it's that's, kind of next level really that's like, the way it was meant to always be i think so that's gonna be exciting it's got to mm-hmm. change your whole relationship to food and to i remember my granddad used yeah he used to love sitting in his greenhouse like talking to his tomatoes he loved it <laughs> he wouldn't talk to anybody else in the family, but he'd talk to these tomatoes. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Strokes, 
for different folks. It's true. It's true. He used to come in the house after being in the greenhouse, and like, I guess it's because nobody talked back to us. Like, talked back to him. It would be freaky if the tomatoes did, to be honest. Well, yeah, but I know people tomato. who are like total curmudgeons in real life, and they like have the biggest soft spot for animals or whatever. It's just like, I get it. I get it. It's tough mm. out there in the world. Sometimes sure. you just want to talk to tomatoes. Sure. Yeah. I get you. Well, I actually wanted to talk a little bit. Part of the reason why we're you you probably are feeling kind of crammed is because uh, I just got back from the doctor's appointment and um, I was at the eye doctor and we we're kind of talking about like different solutions or different ways that we can change up mm. my contacts because I'm having I'm developing a little bit of a an irritation a, a vascular problem on one of my eyes so. Mm. So she started like to suggest um, daily contacts, which for some reason, you know, like uh, there's a whole bunch of factors that go into it, but I just can't, I couldn't help but think of, she gave me samples. She gave me four sample boxes, like, and there were these four boxes and inside of those boxes are little plastic things that hold individual contacts. And then those are sealed with foil. And it was like only a five day supply because these are daily contacts that she wanted me to try. And I was like, damn, that's a lot of packaging. Like, and I, th- mm. I first thought of it from a perspective of, okay, wh- if this is what five days looks like, what does six months of these contacts look like, first of all? <laughs> and second mm. of all, like, where does all this packaging go? Which, uh, like, that's rhetorical because we know where it goes. But, like, I think um, – I think we talk a lot about the products and I think the products themselves are important, but the way that the products are packaged and the way that they get to us is I think a really big deal too that, um, mm, that I, I want to talk about today. Yeah. I'd rather have a, a like a walking cane with uh, like some kind of Pez dispenser for my uh, daily optics yeah. coming out the top. How cool would that be? Yeah. For sure. I mean, there's got to be a way because they're just they're suspended in fluid. So even is it because you is it because your eyes are getting like dirty for like leaving ones in for a week or not cleaning them or what? Like why why switch to daily? Well, it's not a cleanliness issue. It's more of a um, an oxygen issue. My eyes aren't getting enough oxygen on the surface. So and it means I'm not wearing my glasses enough. I'm wearing contacts too much, and I'm sleeping in them, which I know I shouldn't do. So she, I got a new, I got a new prescription. Um, my actual eye prescription went down, which is really cool. So like, I'm not getting more blind, but in my left eye in particular, I'm not getting oxygen. So I got a new. There's apparently some new technology that lets in more oxygen than the contacts I was using because, of course, I'm sure they're more expensive too. <laughs> but the strategy behind dailies was like, well, if at the end of the day, you just have like a new pair of contacts to just jump into in the next day, you could take them out at night and just toss them away. You don't have to worry about taking them in and out every night um, to avoid not sleeping in them. So it just made contacts me- are- Contacts are really just for people who don't want to wear glasses, or is there other reasons for it? Um, it's yeah. I mean, it is a it's a supplement to glasses. A lot of people, for me, my glasses make me feel nauseous because my prescription's so high. So you know, people who play sports and do certain activities where I guess glasses get in the way. There's that as well. Um, mm. But. Yeah, I let her know. I said, you know, my prescription, my glasses make me like really nauseous. And she's like, yeah, you got to, you just got to work up to it and get used to it more. So, and I get that too. I think a mix would be good for me. 
personally. But that it also made me think like, yeah, if I really if I really was like didn't want to create any waste or any packaging, like glasses are the move for sure. Um I don't know. I, I don't, don't know how I feel about going daily on contacts. I don't know why we I don't know why we don't have stores everywhere. I don't know why Amazon's not taking the lead on this because Amazon has just shrunk down their whole like Amazon Go thing where you can like walk past some styles and it detects from your phone if you've got an Amazon account and all that and you can just grab what you want. It's got machine learning cameras. Just grab what you want, walk out with it. You don't have mm. to do any bills and tills or whatever. You'd think somebody like Amazon would instantly buy somebody like Brandless, right? Mm. Or And I, I imagine they will at some point. It's probably why Brandless has done it, but um, we need to get to a point where we need we need to rejuvenate the whole packaging in- industry. Totally. Even if it even if it goes down to like, I, I know there's a couple of places in London where you can go in and there's like dispensers for like uh, washing powder and coffee. You, you know, it's yeah. like everything is packaging. Bring the bottle back, right? And it just refills yeah, the bottles, right? Or your plastic container, whatever you you use for that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I know it's plastic, but like. Until we have like bamboo ones that are cheap and regular, like I don't know how we're going to do that. But you'd think somebody like Amazon would be on that because it's gonna it's gonna like cut down on their packaging as well. Surely they just ship the shit, mm-hmm. you know, like In ship bags, containers full of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, whatever. It, I mean. Whatever it takes, like if it's coffee, like just coffee beans in a in a big truck. I don't know. I don't know how you would get them there, but remove one logistical problem of packaging, and because I know they change. I know, for instance, like Coca Cola did an initiative because somebody worked out that you know we're sending Coca Cola. Coca Cola is probably the worst one to mention because of all the water that's used to produce fucking Coca Cola. But mm-hmm. my point is, is that somebody did some like uh, volumetric mathematics on the crate on the actual crate of coca-cola bottles and was like look at all this space that is going to waste when we stack these crates and put them into a shipping container and send them abroad so somebody had the brilliant idea of like why don't we stuff the space with medical supplies wow so so what they started to do is to use the whole volume of like the case so we ended up with this like doctor Mm. initiative program where they designed kind of like a container that can go like upside down and fit into the space in between the bottles and you know like in a crate you've got the bottle tops right right so like that's the sort of stuff that gets me excited because that's taking something that everybody knows about and is not changing it adding to it and then also helping people like change it change their perception of it right yeah if you you, you're a big brand like coca-cola like people everywhere in the world like you walk past a uh, a cold ice machine in I don't know bad example at the moment Venezuela, uh, and you look into a cold machine. It's like Coca Cola sign. Oh, I know what Coca Cola is. If you don't know the rest of it, it's like it's a global brand. So I think all these big brands have got an opportunity, Amazon included, to take the lead on a lot of this stuff. Yes. Because at the end of the day, if I can't get to the Amazon shop. Um, even something like Amazon Flex that I was looking into the other day is that Amazon Flex are like doing this uh, separate like freelancers initiative so that you can go and do it yourself, drive your own car or van. Um, if you can't get to the client because of like the way that climate change is changing our environment, like you yeah. don't have the customers anymore. So you might as well like jump into that and take a lead on that. Right. You know? 
Right. I mean, um, if we don't have electricity to flip on our phones and computers and get our Amazon Prime situated, that's a yeah, whole much bigger problem. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, yeah. So, it was like – it was shocking to me. And you know what's funny? I've been using contacts for, for – since high school and um, – and it's always been packaged, but the set of two, like, you know, one contact for each eye is the set have always been two month, two month disposables. And then this whole world of like dailies came into my mind and I just felt like instantly overwhelmed. And I, I can understand it from a hygiene perspective because you always have like the, you know, perfect, clean, you know, brand new contacts in your eyes at all times. Um but it just felt so, so wasteful. <laughs> like I can't, mm. I, I should show you just a picture of the, just the boxes. She handed me these four boxes, two different brands, and they were f- a five day supply. I'm like five days. I don't know. I, I think disposable culture is, uh, people don't really even blink about it anymore. And yeah, I know what you mean. So, you know, and, and it, especially, you know what, what the problem is, is if they can make it cheap enough, you just don't question it. So, you know, I asked her about the price and she said, oh, well, don't worry about it. They, they get, they offer a $200 rebate when rebate, when you buy a year's worth, I'm like, God damn, like they make it so damn cheap that you don't care about the fact that it's packaging because, you know, you're like, well, you know, whatever. So that's I, crazy. I don't know. I know it, it just like. That this literally happened all like within the hour, and it just so happened that some of my picks for this week for um, eco hunts on on Steam Hunt, uh, two of them are actually packaging related. So I mm. felt like it was kind of like a good, um, okay, a good little theme of the week. So the first one is um, it's a type of new plastic. It's called Good Natured. It's uh, at GoodNatured.ca, and it's the type of plastic that you would see like in bake, like baked goods would be in. Like, you know, that, that clamshell type of clear plastic that you'd see like a row of donuts and yeah, yeah, cupcakes. Yeah. It's that type of plastic. And, um, it looks, what I love the most about it is it doesn't look like anything different than anybody else is used to. Do you know what I mean? And I think that mm. uh, that's a big hurdle for some people. Like when people see these mycelium and like mushroom based packagings, people are like, Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so that might change. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a little bit, it's like, it's too much. And I kind of appreciate these guys going like softly, softly because it would take absolutely no, no difference for a company like Amazon or like, you know, whatever the, your local bakery to swap out to these and it's not even like a conversation they would even have to have with the customer because you just keep you, going I, along your you, merry way. Do you know what I mean? You, get, you give me a good segue to quickly jump in there as well because there's something I should add there. When I worked for a, 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 a plus plug company that makes these like uh, plastic plugs that, you know, hold a bunch of injection molding plastic things in general. Mm. I remember walking past the engineering management department and having occasionally I'd see people like demoing new products or cheaper plates or things to save money in that department. And I'd walk past and I'd wave and they'd wave at me and I'd go into my department, which is the computer department. Uh, and I, I think this is a, a big, big global problem across the board and nobody talks about it. And it's something that needs to be talked about is that there is somebody in the um, purchasing department who are buying materials cheaper, cheaper materials, cheaper costs uh, that are going into the product and 
nobody is talking then to the PR or the media team or the communications team right. about them doing that. Right. Right. They've just saved money. So there's a problem there for me because when you when you want to maybe go look for another price or get value or you want to stay with that customer that you, you, you want to keep that customer on your books, like you should be doing an extra step there. You should mm. be going back to your social media department, your media company, your your communications part of your company, and you should get them to align with the communications company and turn it into a, a storytelling moment, right? Yeah. Because Because it's no point just having packages turn up and me not knowing that your packaging is better than it was six months ago, turn it into a storytelling thing because then that makes it acceptable and makes other companies look at their products and be like, oh, you know, d- make it more than just cost saving. Actually yeah. use it. Actually use it for your sustainability index of your company. And right? you're right. Is- like, yeah. like consumers have this way of being like, oh, well, Kellogg's is doing it. What's General Mills's problem? Do you know what I mean? Like they do have, right. there's this way of like, once once consumers are educated, then the bar kind of just gets set. Like I, w- I would love to see a company switch to these, um, these they're like made of bioplastics. They're a hundred percent. They're made of plants first of all, which is awesome. And then they're a hundred percent biodegradable. Like what, how cool would it be as if they switched to like all of, all of these type of packages. And then six months later they were like, Oh, Hey, six months ago we, we switched to these plastics and like nobody noticed, but it's that's a different, like, the, do you but know the thing I mean? is you just hit the perfect example for me there. Cause you just said, Oh, they're made for plants, but like, are we having to use more resources to use the plants? Like, I, I'm sure they're better, and we're not making any more plastics. We've reduced that footprint, but are right. we using but plant waste? Usage. Are we using right. plant waste? You know, like there's there's a number of things in there. Like there's, there's a disconnect, mm-hmm. uh, and we've got to fix we've got to fix that disconnect. And it's so easy to be fixed that departments need to be talking and sharing that stuff with each other because not only are you saving money for the company, like the products that you're sending out, like you're using somebody else's technology, probably helping that startup grow their business because you they've took on a big client and i think both both sides of that like i can't think of that it's not purchasing it's called something um when you're looking to you you did it in sales like when you're looking to not acquire not onboard something i can't remember the word now like the like a logistics type department it's a logistics thing yeah like yeah. um so it's like sourcing i can't think of the word but we definitely need to be like talking about Oh, we've we've swapped out all of our stuff now, and it's now plant based. Mm-hmm. Um, because I th- I just think that really helps inform, and they might open up another marketplace to people who never bought their product before, right? Right? Um, because of their their, uh, their eco footprint, their, their dust to dust dust to dust ratio of their business, right. uh, and especially in social now, I mean, people are always. I'm always seeing people on Upwork, for instance, where we get a majority of our work who are like wanting the whole, do the whole thing. Like I want a social media campaign and it's got to go viral and it's got to be this. Like there is really easy ways to not only just get a big peak moment, but there's one to be like, oh, you want to check out these guys? They, they swap their whole manufacturing process and now it's all like sustainable and you know, like stories sure. are so important in this day and age now. Like it's it's way more than audience. Your actual product sourcing can be the retention and the longevity of your company because, mm. you know. Yeah, and I think for so for a long time, um, and maybe rightly so, 
But I think companies didn't assume that people cared to know about that stuff. Like a, a lot of a lot of social media clients will say, like, "Oh, well, I'm not in like an exciting field, so I don't have anything to talk about on social." You know, I'm I'm an accountant, or I'm you know, uh, I don't know, some other type of like non flashy job. So we social media isn't for me. To which, like, to bring up Gary again, like, there's always something about any. You know what I mean? Like, you could be you could be the most boring of boring, like corn farmer. And if your corn is what kind of goes into making these bioplastics that are affecting mm. the world or whatever it is, um, you know, I think that's, I, I think that's, there's always something to be told in terms of like storytelling, especially if you're doing the right things ethically on the back end. Maybe people don't want to tell, tell stories because they don't actually want to divulge <laughs> how they're operating things, you know? Maybe, maybe that's a, maybe that's a, maybe that's a lot of it, but I I feel like the companies. I mean, t- I'll give you a perfect example. I've been watching one particular company called Bird, which you know this guy just he's a bit of a head case kind of into one thing and another idea and another idea, and he fell upon this like scooter idea t- to to serve or help or fix that last mile problem of too many cars built up in you know uh, downtown city spaces. And so we came up with Bird, which is this scooter, which is the M365 scooter from Hawaii, Hawaii or I can't pronounce it. Oh, who, who, yeah. Hawaii, Hawaii, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Either way, the CEO is being locked up for something. Um, the But the thing is, this company has, has pretty much gone to a billion-dollar company in about two years where it might have taken five, ten years previously to do a company like that. Mm. And they've managed to scale because of, you know, putting these stuff out really, really quickly, doing it to, to like 100 diff, 120 different cities around the world. And is it sustainable? Probably not. Is it good for the environment? Yes. And I, I think we do get stuck between a rock and a hard place. Sometimes... You know, these things are thrown out there in the hope of, you know, hoping that we can kind of scale fast enough to be able to make it valid in society, but also mm. make, it, make it pay. Um, but the problem with that way of thinking is that we've kind of treated the environment like that for the last 50 years plus, right. where we're like, ah, we'll get it right one day. And yet you only have to look around, you don't have to read the data. It doesn't matter if you're on the fence of it and, or oh, you know, the planet goes through cycles, you know, whatever. Like there is always going to be a better way of doing something on planet Earth because we're always going to not necessarily uh, look for shortcuts, but sometimes we get forced into shortcuts Mm. because of the inefficiencies of day-to-day life on planet Earth. Right. Personally, I uh, personally I find anyway. Not every day, not all the time. What do they say? uh, When when we see something that saves us time, we need to Mm. celebrate it. No, I agree. I agree. Like they, what's when they say necessity is the mother of invention, right? Like, I mean, so <laughs> if it, until it becomes necessity, it's not in our human nature to think about things or these or deal with these things. But I also think even to the most staunch, you know, climate denier, a lot of these things just make sense on spreadsheets. They just make sense, you know, money wise. So if you can have both, I feel like that's like the big, big win because then you can't, there's, you know, then you can't argue a moral stance. You know, if it's, it's not somebody's, that's not what somebody is driven by or a corporation is driven by, you can at least appeal to their mathematical sense and say like, listen, I mean, heck, Coca-Cola is a perfect example. How much corn does Coca-Cola go through for the corn syrup in their 
in their soda. And if these plastics are being made from corn byproducts, like just get the whole, do the apple thing, get the whole corn, damn corn field and just integrate it into your, into your plastics. Do you know what I mean? Like just get the whole thing top to tail. Um, like, you know, done under one roof with super, super efficiently. I don't know. Mm. It's just my idea. I'm not a Coca-Cola executive, but. Um, we'll all be drinking synthetic Coca-Cola. Yeah. I mean, I did, just make a, I did just make a case for corn syrup, so I don't know how I feel I was, about that. I was going to say, I don't drink Coca-Cola or try and cut out that stuff because I know it doesn't do me any. It's not even just hearing things. It's like, I know that stuff doesn't do me any good. You know, like I, I gradually as I got older, I know what triggers me. And when I've not had anything for a long time and I eat certain foods, it's like that, that I know are bad for me or I'm just like trying to relive a, a memory of like, oh, I remember what it tastes like. and I enjoyed it. You know, mm. a lot of the time after I've eaten something like that, I'm like punishing myself. Like, why did I eat that? Like it's full of this crap, it's full of that. I don't know if it's got these additives in it. Like you really do need to be aware and awake of those things on a day-to-day basis. And that, uh, like I say, life's fast. Life's getting faster every day. It's, it's, it's very difficult to live uh, a, con- uh, a convenient life um, that doesn't kill you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's so you know true. What I mean? It's so true. And like, I think this food packaging is such a huge, huge thing because food is is disposable. And so that makes right. by proxy the packaging disposable. I mean, okay, yeah, we can we can rant and rave about plastic drones, but if you own or a camera, but if you own the thing for 10, 15 years, it's not as bad as like, you know, you'll sometimes you'll see in like convenience stores are the worst because you'll see like apples and bananas wrapped up in like cellophane and plastic individually wrapped and you're like stupid. Why? So stupid. <laughs> I saw a yeah, picture but who, somebody who, who? shared online that was like if but who only was the there guy? was a natural protection that was on this fruit already. Oh wait, it's a banana. But who was? But who was the guy? And it's got to be a guy. It can't have been a woman who made this decision. Who was the guy who si- signed off on purchasing? Who bought that fucking machine to do that? The, like oh, the like cling wrap. R- I'm telling you now. I'm sending this out to every company globally <laughs> who listens to this. You need to get rid of Brad. Brad is buying shit you don't need. Brad is buying shit you don't need. You can always see Brad. He's the one who needs to get his car serviced. He's the one who never comes out for drinks. Oh, no. You need to stop giving purchasing power to Brad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, I have another one really, really quick. I know we want to keep this one a little bit short, but it's it's along the same lines. It's actually, um, we've seen a couple of these on Steam Hunt, but this one I think is a little bit different. It's a, um, you know, the little coffee pod machines that mm. we, you know, we're always complaining that the coffee pods are uh, just piling Hate up them. everywhere. Yeah. Hate them. So there's the Keurig. That's like the big one. But this one is actually a reusable um, stainless steel coffee pod for the Nespresso machine. And that has always been the one that nobody could crack the code for, I believe. Um, it's pretty easy to buy like generic little basket holders, filters for the Keurig. But because the way that the Nespresso... Um, like punctures the foil and then disposes of the cup like internally. You know how like it in, the Nespresso is. I don't like know. It, I've never owned one. Okay, so never, never owned one. Yeah. So well, anyway, so this is a um, refillable capsule, compatible and usable for the um, 
the all of the Nespresso models. They make one for each. So it you can it actually has its own little tamping mechanism, and you can because it's an an, an espresso based thing. The grounds can't just be dumped in there. That's why it's always been more difficult to. Okay. create a reusable package. So this apparently is a system that does that. And, um, and I'm, I'm so, so into that because they're kind of cool machines, but that's like the big, that's like the big downside is every time you have a, a, a cup of coffee, you're creating plastic. So it's same thing. Mm. Same thing is with, with food waste. Like food is so disposable, obviously you eat it and then it's done. And then you have packaging for a hundred years after that. Like that's insane to me. That's just. Nuts. I think there's, I I think there's a lot of things that we 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 see out see or don't see out of our uh, line of sight, which if we did, we wouldn't we wouldn't subscribe to a bunch of the stuff that we do on a day to day basis. We wouldn't it's be there. You mean? I, I, yeah. I don't believe. Yeah, I don't believe we would live so conveniently if we knew the detritus and the fallout of like. I bet no, but I bet hardly any people know about the whole new laws that you know tr- China was trying to force on even just America with like their trash. Oh no, we can't mm-hmm. accept this kind of trash because it needs it needs to be, you know, um, a certain level of. Tra- I think it was a toxic toxicity thing in terms of like we can't treat certain trash so, like thing. we're just knocking yeah. it back. Like even even just that week or month or three month period where people are like sending stuff back, like just imagine the amount of fuel that's being used on a mistake. You know, like oh, this is this is the wrong size, this is the wrong packaging. Oh, we printed a hundred thousand of these. Oh, we'll chuck them away. I, I think I, I think we need. We I was always promised that it was going to be green jobs. I remember 10, 10, 15 years ago that like big thing. You know, eco, solar, wind. There's going to be some big eco jobs mm. those jobs never came to fruition not that i saw anyway uh, i think we've got a massive opportunity to do something big with recycling maybe we need a maybe we need to build a dap for all of the the people who want to make um sustainable daps mm, to do like with like chains. food yeah and recycling yeah. and uh power no i totally yeah yeah I exactly totally down to that core um, component you know and then like also the other thing I know this is like an eco podcast, but I appreciate little products like this that then you're not stuck into buying what that brand of coffee because it's the packaging that you need in order to work with your machine. Like that was always, that's always been like, same thing with printers and printer ink. It's like they'll practically hand you the printer because they know that they have you on the hook for the ink for, for the rest of your life. Where with something like this, you can. Heck, you can roast your own coffee at home and put that inside of it. So anything that I think I think it's a good thing to think about less, not less the product, but in addition to the product, like what does this product mean I have to use up as a result of owning this? It's not just the first thing that you buy. It's like anything that needs refills or Mm -hmm. like, you know, those little pens, those 3D drawing pens now, like that's just that's just melting plastic in those things, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? Those, um, those 3d pens, it's like anything that's got a, um, yeah. Anything that's got like a cartridge or a usage or a capsule, you know, that's things that you have to factor in. And I think people just see like, Oh, well I can afford it. So, but then, you know, like, heck, where the heck do like, where do printer cartridges go? certainly just right in the trash right like i don't i don't know of any like big initiative to recycle 
print their car- cartridges or get them refilled. In fact, I think that I think they um, discourage refilling of printer cartridges because you know they don't want you to buy knockoffs or anything. They want you to go back and buy the originals. It can be super overwhelming. I think all if you if you mm. really like. I mean, we should, but if we really deep dive on everything that we use on database basis we'll be absolutely petrified in terms of how it's made and put together but like the whole idea of like consumerism has kind of put us in this place you know it's like we never had never had access to that you know i used to go through my photos when i moved all my stuff onto my hard drive of like when i was young when i was in my like 10 11 12 and Mm. used to fly to spain like two or three times a year because it was a cheap thing and it was a new thing you know like with the right kind of advertising and momentum behind yeah. it's like why why stay in the UK and go and have a holiday there when you can get on the plane and fly here? It's like, well, you know, back then back then it was kind of the buzz factor of being able to do it. Yeah, nobody yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I never sure. I could have done all those things in the UK, just not warm. You know, like it's just it's it's kind of int- it's kind of interesting how like that's what middlemen do best, right? They make them they insert themselves and then they make themselves invaluable. The storytelling of or like, oh, you should go because it's you know. Oh, oh I can't you wait till the you wait till the you wait till the quantum middlemen turn up, and we won't even know. Oh boy. Oh, you're breaking up real bad, like uh, not real bad, but like I don't, know, I don't know if your microphone I'm maybe having is a power problem. Is it still real your, bad? Uh, Do you want to just wrap your, it up on the box, or going? you got a power line, or a power charger, or something? Like I get I, okay. No, it's oh, not no. real. Yeah, it I think we'll wrap it up because it, up. it, it actually been feels pretty much bad. like that for like five or ten minutes. But it's not real, real bad. It's just it's not real, real bad. It's just like bitty. Uh, okay. Yeah, every time like you, you speak, it's like a. But it might be all right with the local copy. I'm just yeah. hoping it's going to be all right with the local copy. I don't know if it's internet connectivity from me to Sorry. you or you <laughs> back. Or it. <laughs> maybe it's big oil. I just like trying to shut it down, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, quickly going to close it up, but for people who have listened for the last 30 minutes, thank you. Maybe you're in the car or maybe you're at home or maybe you're yeah. questioning why you've just bought that product that you're looking at and thinking about the packaging. Sorry. Um, check out steamhunt.com. It is a decentralized version of uh, Product Hunt. Product Hunt is a site where people contribute cool uh, web apps and uh, services. And um, Steam Hunt is a decentralized blockchain version of that running on the Steam blockchain <laughs> where you can be incentivized with Steam uh, and these Hunt tokens, which will be used for different things next year because, you know, everything's being tokenized. And if you're interested in earning those without putting any money in whatsoever, you've probably been burdened by Bitcoin or heard all the bad news about Bitcoin and you want to, like, uh, get involved but you don't want to put any money in it or you think there's some longevity in it, do check it out. Uh, go to steamhunt.com. You're going to need a Steam account, but luckily for you, you can go to the top right-hand corner, click on sign up, and uh, as long as you provide a phone number, like a mobile number, then uh, you can sign up from the website right there, which then gives you access to about 400 yeah. different, I mean, uh, what are called I could dApps, talk about packaging all day, apps. but do we need to? Um, I need so to think about you've been getting contacts. fed up with social media and YouTube and other centralized sites, do check it out. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's what the for point today. of the podcast I think is, it's right? A short like, one today. 
just bringing it up to think about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you need to have a, a good think about it. <laughs> All right, we're going to close it out. Sure. Sound it out. Yeah, sound it out. Yeah, if anybody wants to feedback, by the way, comments, um, I think you can do it in the Anchor app. Yeah, but yeah. We're also at, uh, well, it's going to say it in the outro. Okay, bye. So. All right, we will catch up with you next week. Uh, we'll have a bit more of a rounded out show. Um, it's kind of busy for us in the second week of December, but uh, we're going to sprint into January and we'll be completely fresh by next week. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. You can support the show by heading to anchor.fm forward slash product sense and clicking support this podcast or by checking out any of this week's sponsors. You can subscribe to product sense wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can hang out with us on discord by visiting smarturl.it slash talkback. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.